This is a Federal News Network podcast. Coming up on today's Federal Newscast, the White House threatens to veto the House's minibus to fund a large amount of agencies. There's a new batch of recommendations to keep the House itself running during the pandemic. While a group of senators want a federal effort to help research new technologies to remove carbon. These stories and more in today's Federal Newscast. Welcome to today's episode of the Federal Newscast. I'm Eric White. The initial reaction from the White House on the minibus spending package that the House passed on Friday says it would veto the bill should it ever make it to the president's desk. Among the several provisions it objects to is the one that would prevent the proposed merger of the Office of Personnel Management and General Services Administration and another one which prohibits the use of defense funds to build a wall on the southern border. The House Modernization Committee passes a dozen recommendations focused on continuity of operations during the coronavirus pandemic. The recommendations include expediting approval for platforms staff need to telework and ensuring new members of Congress receive continuity, telework, and cybersecurity training. Committee Chairman Derek Kilmer says recommendations for greater use of e-signatures and electronically submitting bills will remain best practices even after the pandemic. A bipartisan proposal in the Senate would see the creation of a new multi-agency task force specifically to boost research of carbon removal technologies. Several senators have signed on to support the CREATE Act. The Carbon Management Committee would include members of the White House Office of Science and Technology Council, as well as the Departments of Energy and Defense. DOD is taking climate change seriously, but contractors have been left out of their plans. Federal News Network Scott Massioni reports. The Pentagon already has a plan for the melting Arctic, but when it comes to companies that work for the military, climate change protections are sparse. A study by the Government Accountability Office finds DOD has not assessed climate-related risks faced by contractors. That could have a big effect on procurement and supply chain issues. GAO and lawmakers are telling DOD it needs to go back and update its policies. The Senate Armed Services Committee wants a briefing on its progress in September. Scott Massioni, Federal News Network. The Army awarded a follow-on contract to incumbent Triple Canopy for security services at installations in Kuwait. The $198 million deal has a base year plus three option years. It was awarded as a task order under the Defense Department's Security Support Services Indefinite Delivery Indefinite Quantity Program. Triple Canopy, a unit of Constellus, has been providing similar services for the past nine years. Legislative proposals to help the new Space Force's acquisition processes are still being reviewed by the Office of Management and Budget. The recommendations were made in a larger acquisition report the Air Force released back in May. Members of Congress have been waiting to see them, but it doesn't look like they'll make it in this round of defense spending measures. The Army says due to the coronavirus, it has increased the use of virtual medicine by 70%. Top Army doctor Lieutenant General R. Scott Dingle says the Army is investing more into telemedicine after seeing how successful it has been. The Army is also offering behavioral health services through virtual means. The Defense Health Agency recently said COVID-19 has forced military doctors to change their practices and come up with innovations to better care for patients and to help stem the disease. House Democrats introduce a bill to rename the FBI headquarters building. Federal News Network's Jory Heckman has more on that. The FBI headquarters currently bears the name of the Bureau's first director, J. Edgar Hoover. But the bill would stand up a bipartisan commission to rename the building. 
The President, Senate, and House leadership would make appointments to a nine-member panel to rename the headquarters. Meanwhile, the Trump administration has pushed for funding in the next coronavirus spending bill to renovate or rebuild the FBI headquarters. Jory Heckman, Federal News Network. The Homeland Security Department is removing the head of its intelligence office following criticism of its role in the civil unrest in Portland, Oregon. Politico reports Brian Murphy, who had been the acting chief of DHS's Office of Intelligence and Analysis, is being taken out of that position. This comes after several media reports cited the office was compiling intelligence reports about certain journalists covering the protests in Portland. Another unit of the Homeland Security Department adds to the build-out of its new fee structure. More now from Federal News Network's Tom Temin. As reported, U.S. Citizenship and Immigration Services published new higher fees to better cover the cost of running the agency. They'll rise an average of 20 percent. A shortfall has been threatening thousands of employees with furloughs. USCIS now says some of its forms, such as the petition for a non-immigrant worker, will also change. The agency promises to post them 30 days before the new fees start on October 2nd. I'm Tom Temin. DHS also finalizes three key cybersecurity documents. Here's Federal News Network's Jason Miller with details. Agencies now have three of six documents needed to begin to move away from the old way of securing their networks. The Cybersecurity and Infrastructure Security Agency released the program guidebook, the reference architecture, and the security capabilities catalog under the Trusted Internet Connections, or TIC 3.0 policy. CISA received more than 500 comments on the draft documents from agencies and industry. The TIC 3.0 policy helps make it easier for agencies to move applications to cloud services. The remaining three documents are scheduled to be released later this summer. Jason Miller, Federal News Network. DHS allocates the final $385 million of a $1.8 billion grant program for fiscal 2020. The grants, both competitive and non-competitive, have gone to states, municipalities, tribes, and nonprofits to assist them with preparedness. DHS defines preparedness broadly, but recipients agree to use at least 20% of the dollars for cybersecurity, dangerous to soft targets and crowded places, information and intelligence sharing, and emerging threats. And the Small Business Administration's attempt to create a single gateway to all of its contracting programs and a vehicle to improve small business participation in federal contracts falls well short of expectations. A new Inspector General report found SBA's $30 million investment, certify.sba.gov, does not have many of the essential search, analytical, and reporting tools it was supposed to have. Auditors say this forces program analysts to use labor-intensive methods external to the certified platform, reducing its expected benefits for both SBA contracting program analysts and program participants. You can find more information about these stories at federalnewsnetwork.com, search Federal Newscast, subscribe to the Federal Newscast on Podcast One or Apple Podcasts, and stay up to date on your agency's response to the coronavirus with our coronavirus resource page. I'm Eric White. 